Uh, well, hey, Hope Young Adults, welcome to Community Conversations. My name is Matt, so glad that you are with us. I want to introduce you to a couple of my dear friends, the great Douglas R. Pace. And can you introduce uh, Abby in with the title you've given her? <laughs> oh I have no, I literally have no clue. I was, I was thinking about this before. I don't know where the name come from, but uh, this is- I don't know either. Uh, the Abigail, Miss Waxhall, 1983 Johnson. Maybe there's someone that is from Waxhaw, and if you are, welcome. You're invited <laughs> to this table, and we love you, but... That's perfect. Yes. <laughs> I, there was a point in time I was looking for your email, and I knew what he referred to you as, and I was like, I guess I can try and track down if she was actually uh, <laughs> like a baby contestant. I don't oh my know. Gosh. That would make you super old, though. That'd make you my age. Um, yeah, I know. Anyways, no. 1983 happened and you weren't there. That's yeah. fine. <laughs> uh, well, today we are uh, having a conversation really about relationships, a little bit about this mm -hmm. idea, uh, myth, what some might call it, on uh, the adventure of the one. But before we get into any of that stuff, mm -hmm. um, you guys have some exciting news. You are mm -hmm. uh, two-ish, two and a half weeks two away two from and a half -ish, yeah. becoming married. That's yeah. exciting stuff, mm -hmm. big news. Mm -hmm. So you are engaged, you've been engaged for? Six months. About six months, yeah. About Maybe six five months. and a half, but it'll be six. Yeah, all by the right. time we get married. Yeah. <laughs> and planning a wedding with all mm -hmm. quarantine things has been awesome mm -hmm. and exciting. Uh, getting married on the seventh. Mm -hmm. And yeah. tell us though how you met. Yeah, uh, so <laughs> I found Abby at a homeless shelter. Uh, that's that's the short way to say it. And uh, when I told one of my good friends that, his question back was, "Was she homeless?" Well, uh, that's a valid. Yeah, yeah. And, and she wasn't homeless. But um, at the time, I worked at uh, a nonprofit, uh, um, a ministry. We did a lot of inner city ministry called the Raleigh Dream Center. And um, shout out. Yeah, the Raleigh, yeah. So I, I led our homeless ministry, and so I would go down there every Saturday. And I would hang out down there, and I had developed relationships over the course of like six months. So, like, I was down there every Saturday morning faithfully. And one morning I'm down there, and this girl walks in. And it's a men's shelter, and so there's not a lot of girls. So, this girl walks in. And most of the men are over the age of like, what, 50, 60? It's like an older yeah, yeah, group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and so, this girl walks in, and so I immediately notice, like, hey, there's, there's a girl here. Um, but the thing that like I really noticed and it kind of honestly made me mad was she walked around and she acted like she'd known everyone. <laughs> so I was like, who are you? You've never been here before. I know because I'm here every week. Like this is, this is not, this is a lie. You're, this is my territory? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, a, like a dog. It's not my territory. <laughs> yeah. But uh, anyway, long story short, so I was sitting with the guy I knew the most and um, he and I were sitting in the back of the room and we're just talking and Abby comes up um, with a trash bag to like pick up trash after the meal. And she comes up and his name's Manuel and she's like, hey Manuel, um, she's like, can I take your trash? And he's like, oh yeah. And so she put, he puts his trash in her bag and, and talks to him for a second and then she walks away. And I look at him and I was like, who is that? And he's like, I don't know, but if I was you, I'd go get to know her. <laughs> and it was just like challenge accepted. So uh, I was like, well fine, I am. That's exactly what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go talk to her. And uh, so I, I stood up and Abby, the room was a square, so Abby went one way around the room and I went the other way. 
And uh, in doing so, she was like going person to person, getting trash, and I'm not go. doing that. Yeah. So <laughs> it took her longer to get around the room. So like I go around and I got to the front of the room and I started like moving boxes that didn't need to be moved. <laughs> just to stall, yeah, stall. yeah. And eventually she made it around to me and uh, just started a, a conversation with her and started talking about uh, the Dream Center and serving. And um, yeah, that that's how we officially met. And then. <laughs> Uh, fast forward, I, I, it was my job and someone interrupted our conversation. I didn't get her number. I had no way to follow up with her, but I gave her the email to the Dream Center. So if you want to get connected yes, to the Dream Center connect. and potentially find your spouse. Oh, no, he just goes, um, well, can I say Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So <laughs> I was actually at the shelter that day because I had signed up for a hunger and homelessness class mm. at NC State. So there we go. anyone at NC State, go sign pack. up for that class real quick um, and go pack. But... So I was there and we just signed up for a Saturday to go serve with our professor. And so that's why I was there with like a group of like three other students. And um, I'm definitely a talker. And so I was like, I just don't want to be stuck behind like a serving line. I want to be able to like talk to people. So the second someone was like, hey, who wants to do trash? I was like, me, because I knew I, I'd be able to like talk to people. Um, and so... That's how I got to talk to Manuel because he was one of the first people in. And so I um, got to sit down with him for a little bit. And uh, and then when Doug, when he came and approached me, he asked me, you know, where was I from? And I said, NC State. And I asked him where was, you know, why was he there? And he said, oh, well, I work with the Raleigh Dream Center. And go back about two months or so that summer I was home and I was just – out of a relationship. I just really felt like I wanted to get involved somewhere. And so I was started to Google. I was like, you know, place to volunteer in Raleigh. And the Raleigh Dream Center kept coming up over and over again. Like I would search one day and then three days later search and it was still like the top search. I was like, okay. Um, and so I, you know, read all about their ministry, what they do and their kids program. And I was like, all right, I guess, you know, Lord, if this is something that you want me to do, just, you know, all right, I'll do it. And so I wrote it down, like volunteer at the Raleigh Dream Center and like my notebook, goals. I have like a goals list of things that I wanted to do that next semester. And that was one of them. And so, you know, when I got back to state, you know, was in my class and I kind of had put it on the back burner just because, you know, the busyness of school and everything. Sure. And um, when I went to the shelter and Doug said, I work at the Raleigh Dream Center, it was like a, almost like a slap in the face, but it was like, it was like God shaking me like, I told you, you need to get involved there. And I was like, oh my gosh. She got, she got too excited. I got so excited. Yeah. yeah. And I'm, I'm used to like, people be like, oh yeah, I know what the Dream Center the dream. is. And then like, I ask them one question and like, just that it crumbles. They have no right. clue. They're just like telling me that. And she recited the website to me. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it was honestly kind of creepy. And I was like, oh, she actually does know what the Dream Center is. But go ahead. So anyway, I just was like, just that first interaction, what I remember from that was God using Doug to tell me, this is what I called you to do. You need to do it. It was almost like a wake up, like, okay. So that was my first impression of Doug was like, God sent you here to tell me that. <laughs> I don't know. What else is going to come of that? But My uh, first impression was I thought you were pretty at the homeless shelter. There you go. <laughs> but uh, That's legit. Well, yeah. is yeah. Emmanuel, is he getting an invite? Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, yeah. We went one? over to his yeah. apartment yeah. the other day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did. <laughs> well done. So the lesson yeah. here is God works mm. through Google, and that yep. is a major endorsement for the Raleigh Dream Center. <laughs> yeah. For sure. We uh, love them. Well, so now you're in this other stage of life. Yeah. You've yeah. Uh, How long did you date for? 
Like a year and a half? A year. Been engaged yeah. for like six months, yeah. Yeah. A year and a half, some of that during quarantine, mm -hmm. right? Which yeah. is like that expedites relationships one way or the other. Either yeah. you're gonna break up faster or get married faster. We were states away, yeah. Yeah, I got stuck in Florida for like two months. So it kind of put us in a, like a period where we've been dating for like three months and mm -hmm. then I was like stranded in Florida because the world shut down, I got stuck there. Mm -hmm. And it was like, um, you know, when you had a lot of time to process and think, like, when I come back, is this something we want to do? Yeah. And so that was kind of cool. It worked out in our favor. But Yeah, it was honestly perfect timing. Mm -hmm. If there is a perfect time to quarantine, <laughs> but mm -hmm. it worked out, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so you've been engaged mm -hmm. for six months, getting married mm -hmm. in a few weeks. Uh, you know, and I don't know if this is a this is a myth not just in the church, right? There's mm -hmm. this idea of there's one person uh, in the world that God has crafted and designed for me, and I am on this journey for them. Um, how? I mean, what are your thoughts on that idea? That's strange, I feel like, even to present to people who are getting married, because there's this romanticized thing around, well, I have found my one, right? Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on the myth of the one? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the the first thought that comes to mind is like the classic thing you always hear people say. Well, if like one person messes it up, it yeah. like messes it up for everyone. Mm -hmm. um, which the I'm glad the algorithm's broken. The yeah. algorithm's broken. God hacked the Google algorithm <laughs> and uh, that too. But um, you know, so I mean, there, that that's the classic thing. But um, you know, I, I think there isn't a one per se. I mean, I really do think. You know, I'm not married, but I think marriage and whatever people have told me is really like what you invest into it and what you do and um, and the emphasis you put on it. And, and I do think, though, that when you do read the Bible, there are people that like God brings together. Mm -hmm. I think like of like Isaac and Rebecca. Um, mm -hmm. But like when you read that story, I think it's not so much Isaac and Rebecca. It's Eliezer of Damascus. Mm -hmm. And it's the guy that Abraham sent to find a wife for his son. And mm -hmm. it was a guy that faithfully went and did what he was called to do and in that process he sought the lord and he asked god to move and do things and he had a relationship of god and god put things in his path that ultimately uh led to isaac and rebecca coming together um and so we always talk about the love story but it's like no it was a guy that was just like faithful to do what his job was it was like yeah. faithful to go and find rebecca and like he's like god like what the woman who brings me water, be the one, like, you know, yeah. and he prayed, but he had put himself in that position. I think when I think of like Abby and I, like whether one or not, like it's, we just kind of, we showed up at a homeless shelter and we were just like serving on a Saturday morning. So um, it's cliche in a lot of ways, but I think, you know, just pursuing the Lord in that is more important than the one. And, you know, you kind of find that person along the way in a sense. So, mm -hmm. yeah. And you kind of, we were talking about this earlier in, I, told you I don't like the illustration, mm -hmm. yeah. but um, ben, the great Ben Stewart, who everybody loves, has this uh, example. He's not the only one. I've heard mm -hmm. it a bunch of times of yeah. um, when looking for whatever that companion is. Uh, mm -hmm. If I'm focused on Jesus and I'm doing things with God and we're intimately growing or whatever, and then there's also a partner person doing the mm -hmm. same thing, and I look to the adjacent side, and I feel like I don't know if I've ever seen, I mean, you met at, in serving at a homeless mm -hmm. shelter and just connected. So like you guys live that out. I make fun of that <laughs> scenario, <laughs> but I'm like, what a yeah. sweet, beautiful story that Ben Stewart absolutely nailed it. Um, what is, what are, I don't know, your mm -hmm. thoughts on the one? I mean, are you looking for completion in a husband or a wife? Or is it, are those things you have to fight against a little bit? Yeah, I think like, 
when I think about like, oh, you have to find the one, I think it like puts the pressure on you. Like it's, it's not up to us to go out and like Doug and I talk about like we when we met each other, neither one of us were in the position or we're actively searching or, you know, not saying dating sites are bad, but like, you know, constantly on dating sites or constantly like focusing on that. Like that was not the at the forefront of our minds. Mm-hmm. And so I think it almost like takes away um, and it kind of creates this like distress that distrust that God is not going to bring me someone or, or he's not, he doesn't want me to be married or he doesn't want me to um, have a soulmate, you know? Yeah. Um, and so it's up to me to go out and search and find. And like, I, I think that that can become really weary. And, um, and so the idea of like, you have to, it's up to you to go and find that person is just really not, healthy um and it is not like trusting in the lord and his timing because he may want to you know develop you or do something or there might be a life event you know it's it's just not you know up to you i think so um in that situation i'm really thankful that you know we met so young because you know i was 20 um and honestly was coming out of a relationship and just you know wasn't expecting to meet Doug, but it was, I think like the question that God like asked me was, are you willing to like sacrifice your plans for my will? Like, even if I didn't think, is this the right time? Like, am I, you know, too young or I'm doing this? Like, and it was like, okay, Abby, like let go of like your timeline and what you wanted. And, um, you know, just trust that if this is right, God will give you peace about it. He'll guide you the next step. And, um, and so, Um, yeah, but going back to what you said about like finding contentment, I think it's really easy to find contentment in other humans. It's very comfortable to do that. Uh, it's just, I think, you know, natural. And a lot of people do that. I do. I've done that many times. And so I think going into marriage, that's the one thing that I am almost like on guard about where I'm aware that I can't hold Doug to that. Mm -hmm. But that is a natural tendency of mine to resort back to. So it's, it's almost like a a daily battle to trust in the Lord and find contentment in him and spend time with him. And that is a relationship like Doug and I have a relationship, but my relationship with God is separate. Although, you know, together we are going to be one I think that that is something that has to be prioritized separate because I can never put that expectation on Doug. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, the, I think wisdom from the Proverbs is awareness and even mm-hmm. acknowledging that that's a tendency that we fall into. I say we because that's, I mean, I've shared this with you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I put marriage on a pedestal before yeah. I got married. I've been married 10 years now and we have, well, nearly. May we'll get there. Um, it's round up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I round up. I've been married uh, 15 years and five more years. That'll be great. Uh, but we, I think I put such a pedestal. It was kind of my purpose at one point of like I just I really just want to be a dad. I want to be a good husband. Um, and in finding a companion, I'll have some kind of sense of completeness. Mm-hmm. 
And those things are um, not helpful, you know, because what happened, what that looks like in a maturing marriage is a lot of codependence issues. And what it really looks like in a personal relationship with the Lord is not dependence on the right thing, but codependence on however Jillian's feeling. Maybe it has major implications on how I feel or whatever, you know, we're going after in our marriage or not having the confidence to have arguments sometimes. Um, that God's taking care of our marriage because I'm not trusting Him. I'm trusting my ability to prove to my wife that I care about her or whatever. So uh, when you say it's really easy to uh, have find contentment in people, mm-hmm. that is absolutely true. Um, and I think that's just a battle that you have to be aware of. Do you struggle with that at all, Doug? I know. Uh, uh, finding contentment in people. I mean, yeah, yes, you can yeah, be honest. Yeah, you can yeah, say yeah no. yes, yes, and no. Um, so, like, it's really easy. So, for but, but no, no, no. Well, yes. So, like, the way I got to Raleigh is like a God story in and of itself for another time. But um, I mean, I moved here completely on faith, no job, no nothing. Like, literally, I prayed and fasted. God told me to move to Raleigh, North Carolina, and I did it with a few thousand dollars. And it has been the journey of a lifetime. So. Um, <laughs> I say all that to say, like, I went through, and I think this is, like, so crucial for people, and I think this is probably the biggest takeaway I had from, like, being single was, like, when I went through a season of I moved somewhere and I didn't know a single person, Mm. you know, there were nights where I literally sat in my one-bedroom apartment and cried myself to sleep Mm. because I would go on, like, social media and see my friends, and, like, I was alone. And so Mm. I, like, God reorchestrated the way I viewed relationships and Mm. contentment in Him and just resting in Him um, and and really stretched me in that. And it taught me a lot about, not that you don't need other people, but how much you really need God to be that leading relationship. So in a sense, the reason I said yes and no is like, I mean, no, I learned that lesson a lot. So, Mm -hmm. So no, I wouldn't say 100%. But yes, like I'm like anyone else, like I still seek contentment in Abby or in mm-hmm. others, like whatever the relationship or sphere of life is, like it's a temptation we all fall into uh, that ultimately just leads to like unfulfillment. And yeah. so, um, yeah. How do you, um, how do you safeguard yourself against that? Like how I mean, your role as a husband mm-hmm. is acknowledged will be to remind Abby that her fulfillment isn't in you. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you have that conversation? Are you prepared to have those conversations? Yeah. Um, well, really early on when we started dating, because I went through that season where I learned, yeah. like, I was it was just me and God, like, really, like, intensely for just months. Like, I remember I looked at Abby, like, multiple times, and I just, like, point blank, I was like, I will never fulfill you. Mm-hmm. Like, the only thing that will fulfill you is, like, Jesus. Mm-hmm. And... To say that was very freeing from my own sense, and I felt like I was just being honest with her, like up front, like, "Hey, you got no like, 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 if you like, look, I'm not gonna be able to." Um, and, and so, you know, I've done good and bad at that, depending on the time and being like mm-hmm. intentional that and like seeking the Lord in my own personal relationship. But that's tough, yeah. Yeah, Abby, yeah. anything? Yeah, no, I was just gonna say that's something that you know, Doug, like, did bring up at the beginning of our relationship. And so it's almost like that's just been a natural, like, I love you. I'm not going to fulfill you. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, as as easy as saying I love you is I think that that's something that we talk about because it's just a fact. It's just, it's not something that I guess you can hide or, 
if you do hide, I'm sure it'll come up later in marriage <laughs> within the first few weeks. Um, like, hi, is this what you were expecting? Um, Disappointment so, happens real quick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm very thankful that you mm -hmm. like did bring that up, Doug, because that's something that, you know, in past relationships, it wasn't brought up. And then I found myself kind of falling into that. Like if, you know, someone's mad at me or someone's upset, then that's, what am I worth anything, you know? Um, and so I think that that's been a really healthy part about our relationship is that we both have that understanding and that we, I mean, just have to remind each other, hey, like we're not going to fulfill each other. And, um, you know, just expressing those expectations at the beginning, I think is the most important thing. Yeah, it sounds like such a, I mean a biblical approach to doing life with somebody. Mm -hmm. It's not my role to fix you, to fulfill you, or any of those things, but to remind you that you are mm -hmm. uh, a daughter of the king. You are a son of the king. And that's, uh, that's just a great foundation to have. Mm -hmm. um, what would you say, I mean, you have friends who are single. Mm -hmm. um, what would you say are things, uh, you know, marriage, especially in the church, Marriage is often perceived as the goal. Like even here at Hope, uh, like our typical people that come to Hope are young families, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, the audience is often talked to in this stage of life that's different than a young adult is. This is a young adult podcast. This is for mm -hmm. young adults. Sometimes they haven't uh, graduated college yet or they're in college or they're young professionals kind of becoming something or developing into what's next. Mm -hmm. um, how? Is it possible to not put marriage on a pedestal and like still be satisfied, like that contentment? Mm -hmm. Yeah. What do you do with that? If you want to be in a relationship, you want companionship, what do you do to find contentment in the Lord? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's a really hard and good question. Um, I would say like, you know, you're, you said like, is marriage the goal? Um, and Doug and I just talked briefly about that because we, like, I don't think that marriage is the goal um, in life. The goal is not to be married. Um, it's to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and um, to love your neighbor as yourself, and then also to advance the kingdom of God and go and make disciples. And that's the goal of a follower of Jesus. But I think that what I found is with a partner, um, there can be great advantages, and you can do that better or have greater influence or be able to do things that you couldn't do alone. And that's not to say that that's for everyone. Um, cause I feel like Paul made that pretty clear that, you know, it is free will, you know, if you decide to be married then then be married. And if you don't, then don't, but you can still, um, love God either way. Um, but I think until you are married, it is just, you know, to lay down your life for the Lord, it, it really, like, it, it goes back to what we talked about of, you know, trying to find the one and putting that in your own hands and, and searching and searching and searching instead of just giving it to the Lord and say, like, this is my desire. And I truly feel like God will give you the desires of your heart. Like, if, you know, they are good, godly desires, like, if it, you know, obviously not a crazy, horrible thing, but, <laughs> like, for people that yearn to be married— that it's not a sinful thing. Um, and so I believe that God will give you that desire if you earnestly like ask and seek him um, for that and letting go the expectation of like, it has to be done. 
in this timeline or in this year or I want to be engaged for this amount of time. Like, you know, when you start putting those time constraints on it, it's like you can really miss out from like a miraculous thing that God wants to do. And Mm -hmm. instead of like trying to limit like a limitless God, like just give him the glory of like blowing your mind with whoever you're going to marry. And Mm -hmm. like it is going to be like the most radical, beautiful thing. Like you've ever seen and like I look at Doug and I'm like what in the world like this I never I'm like I don't deserve it like you know I just feel like what like he's amazing and I'm just so thankful but I know like that behind that there's many years of just praying and, and just being faithful and just growing strong relationships with your friends and investing in friendships and I think that's the best thing you can do to prepare for marriage is to be a great friend, be a great daughter, son, mm-hmm. um, and invest in those relationships before, you know, you get married. Yeah, that's super significant. Um, so you've now, you're about to be married. Is there, is there a playbook? Are there tips? <laughs> I feel like oh, I've heard you say there are. Uh, first tip. I'm curious. First tip is... <laughs> When you play basketball, okay, (laughs) like you don't have to have the ball in your hand the whole time, (laughs) okay, but you gotta be on the court to score, okay. All right, so, so going back to how we met, right? Like, I gave Abby the info at number, I mean, email for the Dream Center, knowing that if she emailed to serve and get connected, it would come to me. (laughs) Um, And so. Long story short, I used my position at my job to go volunteer with a volunteer and get to know her. And I spent like two months. Well, explain that volunteer. Yeah, so we had like neighborhoods assigned to us, and I couldn't find Abby because she was volunteering in a neighborhood that wasn't the neighborhood I went to. So I assigned to one. Yeah, so I literally reworked my schedule to go volunteer at my own job. So that I could be. That's a hot pursuit. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) There's not many pretty girls walking a homeless shelter, man. Not many. Um, And so, yeah, so I did that. So I went and I got on the court, right? So, like, I just got there and don't be weird. (laughs) Slow is smooth, smooth is fast. And so Mm -hmm. I literally served around Abby for like two months, um, just trying to figure out, like, hey, do I like to know her? And, you know, when, you know, the point guard dished the ball to me and it was time to take a shot, you know, <laughs> I, I took a shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I took a shot. So you got, you got to be on the court and score, but uh, you don't have to have the ball. Um, so, I mean, just, just go slow. Slow is smooth, smooth is fast. And back to the question like about that. does, um, what was the previous question we literally just said? Oh, is marriage the goal? Mm-hmm. Like, I just, like, as she was talking, I was thinking about, like, just practically speaking, we've been together for two years, and we're, we're like, two and a half weeks away from marriage. Mm-hmm. And so, like, if marriage was the goal, I still haven't reached the goal. And mm-hmm. that would be miserable just to have sat here the past two mm-hmm. years, like, mm-hmm. if that's my only goal. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, like... And then what happens after? Yeah, and then what happens you know, after? Like, like, I mean, you got there. It's like, all right, now what? So, like, yeah. really pursuing God is the only thing that, like, yes. transcends, like, mm-hmm. anything you can do here because it's never ending. And the more you get to know God, yeah. the cooler you get to find out he is. Let me just, just <laughs> 10 out of 10 recommend getting to know him. But, um, yeah, so be on the court to score. And, yeah. That's great. Uh, th- all right. I don't know how we can revisit this, but Ben Stewart wrote a book. Yeah. Okay, all right. Engaged, married, oh, you've read dating. dating, somewhere yeah, yeah, yeah. in there. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have heard 
her say mm-hmm. that you followed his tips to a T. Yeah. Factual? Factual. Can you give us an example? Yeah, so uh, full disclosure, I didn't read the book. Um, <laughs> Hope did give it to me, though, for free. I didn't read the book. I went and... I, mean, I he didn't just, know there was a book. Yeah, he wrote, wrote a book. Yeah, he wrote a book. But, okay. yeah, it's... Uh, what's the name of his church? Passion City... But it's the DC, DC, the DC yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's like in 2019, you can go back on like Apple or whatever and find the podcast. And he just like preached a sermon. Mm-hmm. Like each one was a sermon. So I listened to him and it's like the spark notes of the book. And he talks about like basically there's like a playbook that he used. He ran the largest college ministry in the country. It was at Texas A&M University. So he dealt with the topic a lot. Giggle. 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 Uh, 12th man. It'll get you. Uh, <laughs> Alabama. Uh, but uh, so yeah, he uh, – so, so he – he kind of lays out this playbook and there was just like little things and they're honestly like little psychological tips. Like um, mm-hmm. there was one that really stuck out and it's like when you get to like the end of the second or third day, it's almost like you do like a DTR and like <laughs> he like advises you get to like the end of the date, like if it's going well, you kind of like look at her and you know like, hey, like um, I'm not like looking to get married today or anything mm-hmm. like that, but I'm not like here to like waste my time, you know? Um, and, and I really enjoyed getting to know you and, and I would like the opportunity to just like continue to get to know you. And like, if that's cool, like I would really appreciate that. If that's not, it's okay, I'll walk away. And it's like, he, it's tips like that. And what it is, when you like stop You're and like, think about it. Again. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, how did that speak to you when you heard Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I, I mean, I received it. I was so thankful that he said that because like, I know Ben Stewart talks about it. Like women, <laughs> need clarity like clarity yes thank you like whenever oh wait that's another thing yeah yes like you know planning a date like when are we gonna go on the next date awesome okay who's gonna reach out to who you are you're gonna text me great like are you gonna pick me up or am i gonna get you like that (laughs) is attractive like when we get clarity because it doesn't leave you in this ambiguous state of like what are we is this even a date does he even like me like and then it's confusing to me and Mm so Actually, I had also listened to Ben Stewart before and so had loved, you know, absorbed and just loved all of um, his teachings on relationships because I was like, I need all the advice I can get. <laughs> and when Doug did it to a T, I was like, this is weird. Like, this is exactly, <laughs> I was like, do all guys know this? Or like, is this just like Doug just is, like Doug, exceeding yeah. above the rest? Like, I don't know. Um, I stole so it all. It was, <laughs> so I, I really all. appreciated it because it really left me like confident in the stage we were at in our relationship and just really valued by Doug and um, again, in a sense of like clarity about where we were at, so. Yeah, that's another thing he talks about. Like when you ask a girl, like mm, he's like yeah. use like explicitly use the word date. He's like Please. don't say yeah. like hang out or or something like yeah. that because it's like kind of like ambiguous. And he talks about like he's like if you say date, like the girl knows what to expect, like knows how like to get ready, get mm-hmm. dressed. If you say hang out, it's like what what is this? And it's like psychological torture <laughs> and stuff. And uh, it's just like little things like that along the way um, that, that he shares. And they really were beneficial and I may have did a lot of them to the team. Well done. So, and it's worked. It worked. It, it worked. It worked just like he said it would too. That's, <laughs> that's what was weird. Okay, well don't it's put that expectation on it. <laughs> yeah. But definitely go listen to Ben Stewart. He's an expert. He wrote a book for a reason. I need to read that book. 
Yeah. I listened at least, to the sermon. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that works too. The book's a safety. I mean, he yeah. wrote a message for the sermon series, and then he's mm -hmm. like, yeah, I can turn this into a book. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I really appreciate you guys being here. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. Excited. Um, to see you guys get married and then knowing that mm -hmm. that's not the end game mm -hmm. and like this identity of who I am and in Christ and who mm -hmm. I am as daughter, who I am as son and how I can remind my spouse of that. Like that's just encouraging to see from a distance, right? From to witness as people who care about you um, that knowing that there's something so much further beyond as ministry and as you grow in loving one another. Um, so that's super exciting. Thanks for sharing your yeah. your story about Emmanuel and he's showing up. Yeah, that's, he's a special guy. <laughs> we love Emmanuel. Yeah, I was telling him, like, you don't, I mean, you know, you never know what one conversation <laughs> you may have, how it affect everything. If it wasn't for really? him being there that day, you know, yeah. Not wanting to be at the shelter at that time, obviously, in his life, yes. but literally changed the course of our lives. And yeah. So you never know. It really mm -hmm. is all about the one. We're going to put the Raleigh Dream Center link in the bio. <laughs> you can go serve. The info at, yeah. Absolutely. It's going to be good. Well, thanks for being yeah, here, guys. Awesome. We're excited for you. Uh, and we yeah. will see you next week on Community Conversations.